It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary. Maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days. Jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day, especially when the season get hectic. I stay waiting on it like receiving a Nets pick. Nothing like the terrible analysts on the TV. So in depth, you might even hear a story on Gigi. So in depth, they might do an hour about the D-League. So in depth, you probably should pay them, but it's a freebie. Yeah, John Corrales and J. King locked on trying to get the 18th ring. So you can miss me with the blah, blah. No more Geno time. We watching Jay do the Zaza. Hey there, and welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are the Rain and Jays, John Corrales, along with Jay King, post game after the Celtics beat the Indiana Pacers 109 102. Lots to get to today. We're talking about the starters not getting as much rest as we had hoped, but Isaiah Thomas having a big fourth quarter, some of the substitution patterns, a weird lineup that did a lot of great things, but some lineups that did not do very great things and uh, a look at the upcoming schedule. Plus the mystery machine. We'll do that later on, figure out which five guys get to ride on Jalen Brown's mystery machine. But first Jay King Celtics, a hundred nine one Oh two win. But look, look at the minutes distribution. You're hoping we're hoping that Isaiah Thomas could have played less than 30 minutes. Uh, that Al Horford could have played less than 30 minutes. Uh, that's that's something that I had hoped, considering the flow of this game, that they would have been able to avoid. But, uh, you know, thankfully Isaiah Thomas exists, and thankfully Isaiah Thomas could go off and score a bunch of fourth-quarter points like normal 14 fourth-quarter points on four of seven shooting. Yeah, you. I mean, you would hope he wouldn't have to come in and dominate the fourth quarter again but it's nice that he can do that um you know the the way the Celtics played in the second quarter just completely dominant 29 to 9 they outscored the Pacers in that frame and then the way they extended the lead to 17 during the third quarter there was probably hope like okay we've got a back-to-back with Russell Westbrook coming up let's get these guys some rest instead (laughs) Terry Rozier Tried to throw a couple of alley-oops to Jalen Brown. Neither of them worked. The Pacers came back, scored to cut it to 11. C.J. Miles got steaming hot. Jeff Teague had a pretty nice game, and all of a sudden, you're in a game, and you need Isaiah Thomas to go bonkers. And he does, but... <laughs> but it, it, it Which he always does. And, and, and one, one of the issues that's, that's come up lately is the, the all-bench lineup. 
and that's the one with Smart, Rozier, uh, Jalen Brown, Kelly Olynyk, and Jonas Jarebko. And right now, that group's just not scoring. It came in at the beginning, at the end of the first quarter, went scoreless for a few minutes. It came in again in the fourth quarter, a, f- a few more ragged plays. So that group right now, it entered the game scoring 83.5 points per 100 possessions, which is terrible. Small sample size, 36 minutes, but it's been bad. Rozier's shooting has been bad for a while now. Smarts has been bad for his entire life. <laughs> and and that group just, just really hasn't been able to put the ball in the bucket. Uh, thankfully, they, they unveiled a new lineup at the start of the second quarter that, that really smacked the Pacers around a little bit. Yeah, so that lineup was smart. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jay Crowder, Kelly Olenek, Jonas Jarebko. So basically, Marcus Smart and four forwards, a bunch of four or three slash fours, uh, that was an interesting lineup that went on a 17-0 run, I believe it was, and turned Indiana over seven times. And that was really, they outscored the Pacers 29-9 to in the second quarter. And everybody all of a sudden went nuts. Like, it took Brad Stevens this long to find this lineup. I, I will say, I think Indiana was very complicit in the, that run. I don't think that Indiana is anywhere close to finding themselves. I think Indiana and Larry Bird may re- may regret the coaching change a bit because they they're just they look lost. They look frustrated. They don't look like uh, a team that's ready to make any sort of noise in the East. So, uh, but look, that that's one thing for a team to look that bad. It's another thing to take advantage of it, which the Celtics hadn't done for much of the season. So, kudos to that group for whipping off that run and putting the Celtics up comfortably, uh, a lead that they would pretty much maintain for the rest of the, the, the game. Yeah, and that group you know, didn't, hadn't played a single second entering the night. Uh, when you look at that group, it's, like, it, it's a pretty intriguing group because it might be the most versatile defensive lineup the Celtics can throw out there. Like All the guys that can switch screens from smart to brown to crowder to Jarebko, those guys can all handle like four positions at least for a few seconds in a switch. So super versatile, super athletic, super long. And then Kelly Olynyk was there to provide his positional defense. Uh, <laughs> we can't so, say that without laughing anymore. Sam has has he loves that Kelly Olynyk positional defense. It's but just it awesome. is real. It is. It is. It is of course, it is. Defender. But uh, yeah. So it, it's an intriguing group. And then I think at the other end, it's kind of a way to maximize what Smart does. We've talked a lot about how he's better with the ball in his hands. And when he's playing with four bigger guys and three shooters and then Brown, who's shot reasonably well this year, he is able to have the other team's smallest guard on him for once. You know, when he's next to Isaiah Thomas, when he's next to Avery Bradley, when he's next to Terry Rozier, a lot of the times he gets the bigger guard on him. And he had Aaron Brooks on him, and he went to the post a little bit. He did some some damage down low, made some, some nice passes out of the paint. So I, I, I kind of feel like that, that's a, that lineup might be a way to untap Smart's best, where the ball's in his hands and he's got a small guy on him, and he can kind of use his, his strength and his playmaking – 
rather than you know spot up shooting and all that. So it's definitely an intriguing group. They won't always be that good, but I'm intrigued by it. I want to see more of it. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because of the spacing that's available, with especially with uh, Olenek, Jarebko, and Crowder. Brown, not so much, but you know you could always tinker with that. Maybe that's an opportunity to put Horford in that mix. Uh, this is. I just wonder how much of this is a function of the Celtics schedule because they, they played a lot of games. They still continue to play a lot of games. They play again tomorrow night or tonight when you people are listening to this, they play Friday night against Oklahoma city, which is part of why we're so kind of upset at how this, this game went at the end where the Celtics just couldn't really quite close uh, Indiana out it would have been nice to have a little bit more rest going up against Russell Westbrook and the Thunder. But they play them Friday night. Then they play the Knicks on Sunday, Memphis Tuesday, at Cleveland Thursday, and then Miami Friday on another back-to-back before they get at least a couple of days off again. I think that Brad Stevens is looking at that schedule and making some different substitutions based on trying to get some guys some rest and minimize minutes and maybe playing different combinations, different ways to to find, like you said, the all-bench lineup or something, something that can play some sustained minutes while Horford and Thomas sit together. And I think that's, lineup-wise, that's Brad Stevens' biggest challenge because you want those guys to play together a lot, but you also need one of them on the floor basically at all times for the Celtics to be able to score because when both of those guys are off the floor, everything just falls off a cliff. But you can't do that all the time, every game for 82 games, especially during a run like this. So I think the lineup that we saw tonight is part of Brad Stevens' challenge. How do you win and find ways to score and play defense with this with this group people used to tell me since you're not detail was crazy. you're not completely like talent laden across the board how do you find some of these guys how do you unlock that potential like you said for some of these guys to maybe sit al and isaiah for some stretch of time yeah and, and something that's interesting is that in each of the last two games terry rozier has only played seven minutes each game and we talked about his shooting woes earlier. He's still not a pure point guard. So if if he's not shooting well and he doesn't have the length like Jalen Brown does, he doesn't have the playmaking skills other guys do, then he's not providing a ton of value. And I, I'm not suggesting he gets squeezed out of the rotation, but if, if you're – if that lineup that we talked about earlier, the the versatile switching lineup becomes a thing, Terry Rozier is not in that. And it, it, his minutes might be something to watch moving forward. He hasn't scored over the last two games against Memphis and then against Indiana. 14 minutes total, 0 for 7 from the field, 0 for 4 from the three-point arc. His his numbers have gone south for, for a while now. Obviously, he had that nice half against San Antonio. But he's he's had a rough shooting spell here for a while now. Yeah, he has. And tonight, uh, in a seven-point win, he was a minus 12. Very telling. Uh, and he had plays like that stretch where the Celtics – this is where the Celtics could have gotten Isaiah more rest. And, and this really hurt when they got two straight turnovers, two straight fast-break opportunities, and both ended with 
completely horrible Rozier alley-oops in an effort to get highlight plays to Jalen Brown. Now, they might have been the right idea, but not necessarily the right execution. And if you're going to throw that alley-oop in that situation, you've got to set the defense up a little bit better. Take it in just one more dribble or something, or, or just do another, have another pass. The Celtics could have stretched the lead out to, I believe it was 15 at that point. And instead, Indiana goes on a little bit of a run. And that's the difference between Isaiah Thomas getting to rest and Isaiah Thomas playing extra minutes. And who knows how that manifests itself in the long run. Maybe it doesn't matter, but that's still important stuff. And so, look, Rozier, still a second-year player, still figuring things out. We, we got a little hyped up about him in the preseason and over summer league. And he, I think he still has those skills. Those still exist. He's going through a little bit of a slump. He's having a little bit of a confidence issue, probably something. And hopefully uh, he can get out of that. But I got to tell you, though, one thing about Rozier that bugs me is his repeated use of social media to show his, uh, you know, his partying and, and stuff like that. It just happens from time to time. The other night, he, he posted the night before a game. He's out there and he shows himself drinking on Instagram. Like, dude, you got a game the next day. That kind of stuff, that's that's not cool. And he needs to to learn a lesson there. Okay, fine. If you can go out and party and, and wake up the next day and play, I guess that's okay, I guess. But if you're having this kind of stretch, you shouldn't be posting Instagram stories showing yourself partying and and, and drinking. It's just you shouldn't be doing that. So I think Terry Rozier, again, young player, needs to grow up a little bit. I, I believe in the kid. I think he's got the skills, and we've seen him flash those skills, and, and it's just going to take more time. But I think he does have some maturing to do as well. I didn't see the Instagram story. Um, and I don't, yeah. I, when was that, last night? Uh, no, a couple nights ago. So they didn't have a game yesterday. It was it was it was the night before the la the the previous game. The night before the last game. Okay. Uh I don't I mean as long as it's within limits, I don't I don't usually hate stuff like that. They don't play until seven o'clock at night. Like normally there's a there's a lot of time seven or eight o'clock at night. I think that was a late game, wasn't it? So you usually yeah, there's a lot of time. It was time an eight o'clock start. There's a lot of time to sleep. I d I don't as as long as it's within limits and you keep it okay. I'm yeah, with you. Putting it on Instagram is just stupid because people can read into that, and it's just just not smart. Like as you, as you said, it's just he's that is something that, and he did some stupid Instagram stuff over the summer when he had the the stripper stuff. Um, when he he had he went to the strip club and put some yeah. some strip club some naked strippers on his <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah, uh, Terry. Terry, Look, we got. And, we got. We someone's got to have a talk with Terry and tell him that he doesn't need to share every part of his life. Right. Just, that, and just, look, just share the parts that are that should be shared. <laughs> if you're I, gonna drink before a game, do it wisely and drink just a small bit and drink by yourself, not by yourself, <laughs> but drink. Are you saying drink there's something wrong with that? Everyone know about it.
Is that frowned upon? Drinking by yourself? I mean, <laughs> uh, let's let's go past that. I, I don't want to I don't want to tell a guy like if you're gonna drink, sit on the couch and do it all by yourself. <laughs> You've just described my entire life. But no, seriously, <laughs> I if I actually cared a lot about this, I would have led a podcast with it. Uh, this is just an oh by the way. I'm not telling a guy how to live his life and having a drink or two and being out and relaxing. That's totally cool, man. I that's I get it, man. That, that's fine. And NBA life, you're up till two, three in the morning. You're having fun. You're relaxing. The next day you get to sleep. He's a young kid. He can bounce back real quick. I'm just saying a little bit of recognition, self-awareness. You're going through this slump. Every, everybody's watching. This is all out there. Just kind of watch what you're doing. Uh, just don't put it out there is what I'm saying. But back to on the court stuff, I, I think that he still has a lot of maturing to do on the court. He's still figuring that stuff out too. And, you know, we came into the season where Danny Ainge was saying, yeah, he's going to be our backup point guard. And then it's turned out that Marcus Smart is absolutely the backup point guard and he should be the backup point guard and that maybe Rozier expected to play a certain role. And now that's going to change. And there's some growing pains with that. So I still believe in him. I think he's going to be okay in the long run. He's just got to adjust and, and figure this stuff out. So we didn't even plan that Terry Rozier. That was nope. just completely off the cuff. Terry Rozier talk. So yeah, that's well, when we are you're the rain and Jays, Shout out to us for for spitballing <laughs> a nice little Terry Rozier talk. <laughs> we got it, man. We can spitball with any of these guys. Uh, like, how about this? Let's spitball about poor Al Jefferson. That guy, man, the shell of Al Jefferson out there is just sad to see. When Kelly Olynyk is blowing by you like Russell Westbrook out there. Hey, hey. To be fair. Al Jefferson in his prime would have got blown by Kelly Olynyk just the same. True, true, true. <laughs> like that is he not just, a guy who ever moved his feet well. No. But the Celtics, they targeted it. To me, the the more telling part was like Amir Johnson running pick and rolls with Amir Johnson time after time, and he was throwing home dunks. He's had a nice little resurgence lately, Johnson. He's had a couple nice games. Yeah, yeah, and he'll do that. I think this is par for the course with – with Amir. He'll have a few nice games and it'll kind of have those stretches where eh, not so great, but uh, yeah. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Avery Bradley who played some pretty nice defense on Paul George. That was a, it was a nice little uh, uh, revelation. Paul George out there, get, you know, has what, eight inches on, on Avery Bradley. That, that was a nice fourth quarter kept Paul George largely in check. You know, did not let him put the ball on the floor and drive to the rim and get to the line. Yep, and and don't look now, but over the last four games, a.k.a. since getting back to full health, the Celtics are forcing turnovers on 16.6% of opposing possessions, which would lead the league for the entire year. So Celtics defense, back to what we thought it was going to be. Yep. Celtics offense... Back to what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> As we, we kept stressing, guys. Let them get healthy, and they'll be fine. Yep. And here it is. They're healthy, and they're fine. They're okay. Look, they're 17-12 and 12 after tonight. They've won four in a row. They are the hottest team in the Eastern Conference at the moment with four straight wins. 
at 17 and 12, they are solidly in the third seed. Uh, only a, a few games behind Toronto, and we're not even at Christmas yet. So a lot of things can happen. There's a ton of basketball to be played. Now, obviously, Charlotte, New York, Chicago, Indiana, those are all teams that are still within striking distance. But, I mean, obviously, Indiana does not look good. Um, so, But the Celtics are, look, they're, they're the third seed, getting ready for an important stretch. Again, OKC, Friday. Then the Sunday noon Christmas Day matchup kicking off a full slate of the unofficial official kickoff to the NBA season against the Knicks, a rematch against Memphis at Cleveland, which obviously is tough, then Miami, then they finally get a weekend off. So a big stretch. But here, the positive thing, 12 of 17, 12 of their next 17 games are at home. So a very road-heavy schedule now gives way to a home-heavy schedule. Hopefully the Celtics can get things together at home. They're actually, I don't know if that's good, they're 6-5 and five at home. So, as opposed to 11-7 and seven on the road. So hopefully they can get a nice little stretch of, of home cooking and they can get their act together at home. But things are starting to come together. So, that's good news. All right, Jay, mystery machine time. Let's bang mystery this machine, sucker out. Baby. It's, I need to put together like a little audio thing when we say mystery machine. There's like a sound effect or something. <laughs> we, need to, we need to dress this thing up. <laughs> we, we, we should definitely have a mystery machine sound effect. Something. I'll come da, up with da, something. Da. That will not be it. <laughs> <laughs> that will absolutely not be it. Da, 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 right. da, da. <laughs> we're getting closer we're taking baby steps closer all right put them together jay (laughs) the mystery machine (laughs) that might be it that might just gonna cut that out and drop it in every every time from now on for the mystery machine all right let's do this uh as we know the mystery machine from Jalen Brown uh, over the summer posted the picture of the mystery machine. He wants to know who's going for a ride. So every week we pick five guys to go for a ride. But we know Isaiah Thomas is on the mystery machine. We know Al Horford's on the mystery machine. Those guys are mainstays. So can we both agree that those two guys are on? I mean, I, I, how are we going to keep Isaiah I, off I, after I 44 keep... points the other night? Right. And then... 14 in the last six minutes tonight. I, I think I think it's safe to say he's on. I think it's safe to say Al Horford deserves to be in the mystery machine as well. We'll, we'll put those guys in there. Although Al Horford, another guy with a shooting slump right now. I'm not worried at all, but he's another guy with a shooting slump. Yeah, he's struggling a little bit with two of his last 20 from three or something. But that's okay. He'll figure that out. Not a big deal. He had a clutch basket the other night. He, you know, he still checked in with 11 rebounds and... He had that. I, I I tweeted out a picture. You know, he got the ball in the post on a switch. So he had Teague in the post, and they ended up double, triple teaming him. Swung it out to Jay Crowder, who got got it right away to Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, with you know, in the clutch, had a three pointer with nobody within four feet of him, thanks to that Al Horford effect. So yeah, he's on. So Jay, please, let's. We're gonna go three. You get you get two, and I'll take one. I got Avery Bradley first. That yep. defense on Mike Conley the other night, playing Paul George well despite giving up eight inches. Avery Bradley, welcome 
to the mystery machine, my friend. I like that. That's that's another uh, good one. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Jay Crowder because Jay Jay's had some uh, quiet, quietly great games, and tonight was another great one. A, a plus fifteen, a team high plus fifteen in this game. Uh, his impact, his he had five steals against the Heat. He had just a nice – he's having a nice contribution, doing a lot of things. Tonight was 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal. I, I like I like his uh, – he's returning to health, and he's going to be Mr. Versatile, and I think Jay Crowder definitely is in on the mystery machine. Now, last pick. I'm putting in Amir Johnson, man. Give me Amir. Give, give me Amir. Amir has been off Malign this year. He doesn't seem to be playing with the same force that he used to. His ba- his balance has seemed weird at times, but he's starting to come along, I think. And Amir Johnson, a little revival here, some some great defense, a few dunks against the Pacers. May just be recency bias, but. Amir is on the mystery machine. He's in there, man. Okay. Good one. Quick, knock that sucker out. I could, I should have let you go first. I should I should have gone first cuz then I if I had the last pick would have put you on the mystery machine for podcasting with your bad back. But Oh, I mean, everybody knows that that was just a heroic act. We don't even need to You get to ride on the roof. We'll strap you to the roof. Did you see Mark D'Amico of Celtics.com skip the game tonight for a little stomach stomach bugs? Oh, come on. Uh, you got, you got a, what? Some, some more writing toughness than that. Felger would have gone to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mark. That is totally unwarranted. That's, that's a, a horrible cheap shot. Uh, before we wrap this up, I want to give a little shout out. To my boy Nick Stevens, who you might know as Fitzy, that super crazy Patriots fan. He plays that character. He's had Townie News. If you're a Boston person, you're a Patriots fan, you definitely know Fitzy. You definitely know Nick Stevens. He's been a buddy of mine for, for a while. He just got a gig at afternoons on WAAF. And I just want to give him a shout out because he's a good guy and good things happen to good people. So if you are in Boston in January and you're looking for some entertainment, tune in to uh, Nick Stevens' show on WAAF in afternoons. Go to the AAF website to get the details on times and all of that stuff. But again, good things happening to good people. Nick Stevens is a good dude and it's nice to see him get this gig and Boston will be better for it. Congrats to you, buddy. All right, that's it. That's the week, a pretty successful week for the Celtics. Four games in a row. They have won, capped off by a 109-102 win in Indiana against the Pacers. Isaiah Thomas is awesome, and so are we. Give us five stars to show your love on iTunes or wherever you get your, your podcast. Rate us, spread the word. Like I said last night, when you spread the word and rate us five stars, it's like paying us without actually giving us money. Someone else gives us money. You just have to give us the five stars. Spread the word. The more people that listen, the more you help us out. That's how it works. And uh, listen to the rest of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
our friends at Locked On Fantasy, Locked On NBA. If you want to check out the Locked On Thunder, they're going to be talking about the game. You want to check out Locked On Knicks or, or Grizzlies. Those, all of our opponents, they do great stuff. Check them out. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.